Let's pray again. Our Father, we thank you so much for this day. And we pray, Father, now that you would encourage us from this old, old story that it might become new and fresh for us again today. Amen. One of the great Christmas traditions that's lasted for thousands and thousands of years is the singing of Christmas carols. Uh, we've sung two great carols already this morning, O Come All Ye Faithful and O Holy Night. Uh, if you're here with us last night, Christmas Eve, we sang a bunch of Christmas carols. And if you're returning this morning, well done for getting up this morning after a big night uh, last night. And I do hope that you are greatly encouraged uh, by it. And wasn't it wonderful seeing our kids' church kids present to us uh, the Christmas story as well? We all love to sing Christmas carols at this time of the year. And we have a bit of a tradition in our house that on Christmas Eve we, we turn on the TV and we watch the carols by candlelight in Melbourne as we're wrapping our Christmas gifts uh, for the evening. And no doubt many of your homes today uh, will be filled with Christmas carols. But let me ask you, why do we sing? Or even a better question, how can we sing? Because there have been many people in our world and maybe you are here this morning where this is true for you, where you've had anything but a joyous year to celebrate and to sing. It's been a difficult year in your marriage. It's been a difficult year in your extended family relationships. It's been a difficult year for you in your work and maybe your finances haven't been all that you would wish them to be. Maybe you've struggled with illness, sickness this year. How can we sing, some might say? Well, the short answer is we sing because we have something to sing about. And that's true in all spheres of life. Uh, I took my boys to go watch the Western Sydney Wanderers play recently. And when the Wanderers are doing well, the red and black army in the grandstand will start, we sing, we sing for wanderers. Particularly when they're doing well, we sing because there's something worth singing about. And it's the same with Christmas carols. We sing them because of what they talk about and that there's something worth singing about. Something that I want to suggest even transcends grief, pain, sickness, loss. No matter what circumstance you are in this morning, you have something worth singing about. And I want to take you to the very first Christmas carol today. The lyrics of the very first Christmas carol recorded for us in the Bible. And it reveals to us why we can sing. Uh, you know the context of this first Christmas carol. Uh, Luke, as he records it, zooms out from the nativity scene in that shed in Bethlehem where we see baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the cattle who were lowing and the sheep who were barring. And we, we see that scene. But Luke draws us out of that scene to the, to the hills surrounding a little town of Bethlehem to some ordinary shepherd who are keeping watch over their socks by night, their flocks by night. And then something extraordinary happens. The entire angelic assembly in heaven appears 
in all their glory and majesty on the hill outside Bethlehem and they sing the very first Christmas carol. And it went like this. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favours. And that was it. A very short, very simple Christmas carol. Uh, maybe a little bit like contemporary Christian music, they just repeated this over and over again. We, we don't know. But the entire angelic choir flew down from heaven all the way to planet earth, sang this one line and then flew home again. But in this simple carol, we have something worth singing about. Can you see? There are two reasons for us to sing today. The first is that God is king. God is king. The angel said, glory to God in the highest heaven. Friends, God is real. God is real. And even though you may not see him with your own eyes, <clears throat> even though you may not understand what he is doing in your life or in the world at times, God is real. And God reigns from the highest heaven as king over all. And it's on the very first Christmas where the truth of God's reality and his reign over all things hits the world with undeniable reality. For God stepped out of highest heaven and entered into a manger of hay. Uh, there's a, a modern Christmas carol being sung in recent years that captures the significance of the incarnation, God becoming man. The lyrics from Mary, did you know, go like this. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Mary, did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? Mary, did you know that when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God? And as astonishing as that truth sounds, the miraculous nature of Jesus' birth, the miraculous nature of the life that Jesus lived and the power that he showed over nature, over sickness, even over death itself, even his own death could not keep him down and he was gloriously raised to life. The reality of Jesus' existence shows us that God is real and God is powerful. Once in his ministry, some, Jesus, some friends of Jesus came to him and said, Jesus, you talk a lot about God. Just show us him and that will settle the matter. And Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. I and the Father are one. God is real. God reigns. And he entered into our world in the person of Jesus. Many people in our world do believe that there must be something other than what you can see with your eyes, touch with your hands and feel with your emotions. There must be some all-powerful mind or intelligence behind this existence because we all feel that there is a sense of meaning and purpose to our existence, that we're not random and meaningless objects. But so many people are uncertain about how to know that intelligence or tap into that powerful force behind all things. 
Well, according to those angels that gathered on that hill outside Bethlehem, we can stop dreaming about what God is like or what God might be like because in Jesus, God has stepped into our world in the most wonderful way. God is King. Now, often at this time of the year, we give and we receive presents. I actually like the word gift. That's much better than presents, but we tend to use the word presents, don't we, in what we give and receive each other. And I do hope that you enjoy unwrapping presents today, kids, if you've still got some to unwrap, and that you thoroughly are thankful to God for them. But what I want you to remember, in addition to presents, E-N-T-S, God gives us ultimately at Christmas his presence, E-N-C-E. God is king. The second thing I want you to see in that first Christmas carol that gives you a reason to sing is that God is kind. He's king, but he is also kind. The angel said, glory to God in the highest heaven, yes, and peace on earth to people he favours. And that is one of the most precious gifts that you can receive at Christmas time. Peace with God. Not being counted as an enemy of God anymore, but counted as his friend, reconciled, family even. Now, of course, if we honestly analyse the way that we often think about God and treat God, there are many reasons not to be at peace with him. There are many more reasons to maybe be afraid of him than to be favoured by him. It's a bit like when my kids were younger on Christmas morning, before the sun had even risen, they would come into our room, flick the light on whilst we're still half asleep and you pull all sorts of weird and wonderful facial expressions, don't you, when you've been kind of sleeping and it's dark and you get so used to the dark that as soon as the light shines, you can't handle it. And you go, hey, Paul, that's, that's like what I do. Because you can't handle the brightness of the light. And I wonder that as the glorious heavenly choir appeared on that hill outside Jerusalem, no wonder the shepherds were terrified. No wonder they went like that. Because here were ordinary, imperfect people and they've had an encounter just with a messenger from heaven. And it terrified them. There are many reasons for us not to have peace with God and yet remember what the angel said to the shepherds, do not be afraid. I proclaim to you good news of great joy for all people. Yes, God is king, but God is kind and he is offering us peace through his son who was born that holy night. In fact, you remember the very name Jesus means God saves. God gives peace. Even though we have lived imperfectly before God, even though we have ignored him and treated him badly, God still loves us. And the reason he sent Jesus into the world was to live the perfect life that we can't and yet willingly and freely give up that life to pay for our imperfections, to die for us. And then to gloriously rise from the dead, to 
to guarantee new and eternal life for all those who would put their trust in him. God saves. God gives peace. And once you grasp that peace with God, then peace can transcend into so many other parts of your life as well. When you have peace with God, it can bring warring families and nations together. We've seen that. When you have peace with God, it can bring peace to different languages and cultures, bring people together. And we can see that this morning. When you have peace with God, it can also bring peace to your fearful and anxious hearts if you're worried about something today. Peace with God can transcend into peace in your heart as well. I don't know why you're here this morning. You may have been dragged here by mum or dad. You may have been dragged here by another relative or family member. You may have even seen one of our Christmas postcards in your letterbox and you thought, I might go along to that church on Christmas Day. Thank you for coming if you are here this morning as a result of that invitation. You may have come like the wise men of old, searching for something, searching for meaning, for something more significant in life, maybe even for peace. Well, this morning, you can find it. But before you can find lasting peace in your life, you need to find peace with God first. Let me say that again. Before you can find lasting peace in your life, you need to find peace with God first. Now, as you look around our church building today, you can notice that there are olive tree branches everywhere, hanging from the ceiling in vases and even from the pulpit, olive branches. And throughout history, do you know what olive branches have been a symbol or token of? Peace. Peace. Olive branches are printed on coins throughout the world. They're often on nations' flags, saying that this is a place of peace. They're even imprinted on police badges throughout the world, saying that they are there to ensure peace in the community. It's even said that Neil Armstrong... The first man to walk on the moon. When he went there, he took a golden olive branch. Maybe to communicate to whether there was any inhabitants on the moon or not. We come in peace. Peace. Olive branches have been a symbol of peace. And over the last 2,000 years, God has been holding out to every person on this planet an offer of peace. He's holding it out to you again today. Will you take it? Will you receive it with thankfulness and joy? If you do, there's no guarantee that suddenly your life is going to be magically easier. You still have to live in a world that's broken, divided, dysfunctional at times. Still have to live amongst your own family and friends. But what you will have is something that can never be taken away. A relationship with your king. He will never leave you or forsake you. He is king and he is kind and when he says I give you peace, he means it and he will never take it from you. So do you have a reason to sing this morning? I want to suggest that you do because God is king and God is kind. Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favours. 
Let that be your Christmas song and carol today. And maybe be like the shepherds. Do you know that they had that encounter with the heavenly host and after they visited Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, Luke tells us that they went away from there and returned home. And as they went home, they sang and they praised God. Let me encourage you as you return to your homes today, to family feasts and friendship, to sing. Yes, sing in your heart because sometimes your family may not find it enjoyable if you keep singing over and over again. Glory to God in eyes. But if they can handle it, why not? You have something to sing about. And frankly, your friends, your family, your neighbours need to hear this song because many of them are lonely, many of them are hurting, many of them are grieving, many of them are sick and they need this peace with God. And you have an opportunity to hold it out to them, just as God has been holding it out to the world for 2,000 years. Amen. Let's take a moment just to pause and to reflect on God's kindness to us now. You might also like to take out your uh, Engage card and have an opportunity to fill that in if you like. And even inside your service sheet, there's a little box that's printed there that says, Today I will. And we don't want to just be hearers of God's word, we want to put it into practice. And so maybe there's something that you'd like to write down to remind yourself, today I'm going to sing. Glory to God in the highest. Today I'm going to hold out that olive branch to somebody and say God is doing the same thing too. Maybe you'd like to write something down. I'm going to invite the band to come up and they're going to lead us in our final two Christmas carols this morning. They're a bit longer than that first one but they are still worth singing and filling us with joy. During the, the second of the songs in this time, some red bags are going to be passed around and that's an opportunity for you to pop your Engage card in there and it's also an opportunity for our regular members who don't give electronically to make a uh, financial offering this morning. If you're visiting us today, you don't need to pay to be here, you are our guest. But if you would like to support our church and the ministry that we do in Western Sydney and our local community in particular, then you are very welcome to make a contribution as well.